Hello and welcome to another Persistent and Nasty podcast. It's October and you know what that means. Pumpkin spice lattes, Halloween and even more fucking rain. We've got a special episode for you with Nevermore Theatre ahead of their London debut. They're taking Serial Killer Cabaret to London Horror Fest on the 15th of October. Listen to the end for your nasty ticket discount code. But until then... Enjoy this chat with some seriously nasty women. Joining me in Glasgow to be totally persistent and nasty this fine rainy Sunday afternoon. Perfectly. Um, shall we go around and introduce ourselves? Obviously, as a collective, you are Nevermore Theatre. You. But as individuals, give us your pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hire me. <laughs> that is my pitch. <laughs> um, my name is May, and um, I'm the funny one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I looked at the mic like it was camera. Like, Hi, this is my audition. <laughs> For anything going, give me money. I was like, my jammy dodge. Um, I'm Billy, and uh, yeah, I'm the playwright and dramatic for Nevermore Theatre. I'm Megan. I uh, do many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, but I don't know how... How do you sell yourself, man? That's, I don't yeah, know. I was Sorry. just thinking that. I should have... I should like, really give myself a job title. I know. My name is Megan. <laughs> Technically, okay, my name is Megan. I mostly look after finances and I do the music stuff sometimes when we do music stuff that's not... Parody songs. Yeah, parody songs, yeah. That's my, that's my bit. Yeah. You're the parody person. No, I'm not the parody person. <laughs> She's the original. We've already covered me. the funny one. <laughs> exactly. I don't do the parody. Except for Krampus, baby. That's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, I'm, why am I looking at the mic? <laughs> <laughs> because I need to write to yourself. Yeah, um, I am Miriam. <laughs> that, why is that a question? I'm Miriam. I do mostly the technical backstage of it all, but also... Yeah, we all dip our toes everywhere, don't mm, we? Yeah. And yeah, we perform, we... we Jacks of all trades. Jacks of all trades. Jacks. Jacks of all trades. All hands on deck Jacqueline's of all trades. Jacqueline's female. We're a very involved company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think you've got to be, and you all, you all met at uni? Yeah. Yes, yes we, did. we did. We all went to Queen Margaret University, mm-hmm. and uh, we're all on the same course. Mm-hmm. And we did, actually, we did quite a lot of projects together before we ended up being mm-hmm. Nevermore as mm-hmm. well, so we've worked mm-hmm. a lot together prior to being Nevermore, so. And did it just kind of, like, fall perfectly in, or did you kind of, was there stuff that kind of maybe worked and then you were like, oh, actually, we need someone, and then you were, like, bringing other people in, or was it just, like, mm-hmm. you just were attracted to each other? Like, we fancy yeah. each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, always, so it's always an element. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really weird how we kind of got together, wasn't it? Because we yeah. were doing a uh, project in our final year. Yeah. We were supposed to find people who had the same interests, and we ended up being two separate groups. Yeah. We wanted mm-hmm. to make horror theatres, which is, yeah. like... Oh, should we just come Join together it. as one big group yeah. and then we're kind of... Which we were told we weren't allowed to do. And we yeah. Went, yeah. And then we're like, no, we are not splitting up. 
we are staying as a group and then we did it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. screw you. <laughs> <laughs> and look at us now. Yeah, yeah. we're still so going. We've lost. Yeah, it's we've nice. lost a couple of. It sounds like they've died. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, can't tell them about the murders. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, so like a couple of people have left because of like just kind of they want to pursue their own creative uh, pursuits, which. It's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now, yeah, now we're like a kind of tight little little uh, group as well. Which is, yeah. It's been real cool. And we have got another member. We have yeah. got Gillian, who's not here today. Yeah. yeah. What up, Shout out to Gillian. Yeah, future yeah. educator of the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Teacher training. Little spooks teacher. Yeah. Putting up the next generation of crazies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, what was this project that you worked on? What what kind of production did you pull out from it? So, with the module, uh, you had to pick, <laughs> I was so stupid, you had to pick an audience to put our show on for. We were like, <laughs> gods! <laughs> Genuinely, like, we, we picked it as the undead of Edinburgh. Yeah. Like, Edinburgh's goth, goth community. Yeah. And witches. We At one point, yes. we were in touch with the coven. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, uh, yeah. who used to be part of the company as well, he was like trying to get in touch with like a vampire community <laughs> as well. It was, it, was a bit, it was a bit sketch. Yeah, um, but um, so yeah, it was to put on uh, a show for a specific audience, which is where we came up with our first show, which was Age 16 Pyre, which I, I don't know if we actually fulfilled the brief, but it was a good show. A lot good. of development. Yeah. That also turned out to be... The final project we did in three days. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it, it, it kind yeah. of had, it, it was a scripted piece and then it wasn't, and then it wasn't working, and then we're yeah. like, you know what, boil it down, what do we want to say, did it in three days, it went pretty well. Yeah. yeah. And then we got told we were to reverse, but it was fine. <laughs> 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 like, we all, like, Nyon shouted at Electra mm. going, you don't know what the Wooster group is, we went... One of us is doing our dissertation on the Wooster group. Yeah. How dare you call us derivative? Yeah. We are so good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And do you feel like your process has kind of changed then since you've graduated and you've been working on like kind of um, creating more shows like in, in the community in Edinburgh? I think our process changes depending on what we want to develop. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's very different depending on how we're going to approach whatever we're mm. yeah. coming up with. Yeah, because we've done three shows now. Yeah. We have in the age 16. Pyre, which we did originally as that project, and then and then we redeveloped it and we did it for uh, Edinburgh Horror Festival two thousand and seventeen, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it changed again when we did it in the Fringe last year, and now it's kind of it's been retired and it's kind of it, it's been put to bed, it's been reworked to death, um, but that really changed a lot, kind of thing that really developed a process, and then we've got Serial Killer Cabaret which is kind of like my little baby and it just involves me spending a lot of time listening to songs going if a serial killer was to sing a song would they sing this song <laughs> yes they would okay <laughs> it makes sense yeah Doesn't it? and that and just spends a lot of time and that is a, a lot of solo process like just for me kind of like come back to the group going like so i've got this idea for a number like what do you think and then yeah. Whether they do it or we don't do it. That's interesting because yeah. I was all, I was gonna ask you about serial killer cabaret and how like did the character come first and then you the song or mm. so do you have do you have like a list of all the serial killers that you want that to, I want to do yeah just above you your just, bed like, as you sleep at night like <laughs> I do like genuinely like, I, like, like like the other night I was lying in bed and it was kind of then I got up and uh, and my boyfriend was like. What are you doing, like? And I was like, I, I've got, I've had an idea. Inspiration is <laughs> me, you know. The muse is a fickle thing, um, 
Yeah, it just comes and goes, but I do. It's it. The idea for the show came as a, a joke. Like I was like, <laughs> wouldn't it be really funny if we did this? <laughs> oh. Yeah, it, it yeah, because it started it originally started as as a, as a sketch show. Like it had the very first version had like written sketches. We had like a whole blind date situation, oh, yeah, which is actually based on a real thing because the serial killer went on like a version of blind date in America and won, but then the woman was like, mm, "You give us the creeps." Didn't go on the date, and then about six months later, he got arrested for a uh, murder of like twelve women or something. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's mad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had stuff like that. We had like a Mad Men pitch in it. Um, and then the kind of, the more it's, it's kind of developed, we've done it about four or five times now, it's now straight up cabaret with a host, with acts and stuff. And it works really well. Fingers crossed. Come see it in London. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's going to London. It's going to London. Yeah, yeah London. 15th of October at the Pleasance Theatre in Islington. In the the stage space, mm-hmm. get your tickets now. LondonHorrorFestival dot co dot uk. Amazing. Yeah. Quick pitch. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. That's Boom. it. The rest is just fun. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So that is your current project. Have you got mm-hmm. anything else bubbling on the? Well, yes. we've got a play that we've done before that we're kind of looking at reworking a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah. So um, I wrote a play. Uh, last year, so that's our first kind of properly scripted piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so we we did that for the horror festival last year, and we are trying to kind of rework it to self produce it, I think. Um, hopefully this year, but mm-hmm. we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Don't worry yeah. about that, that grumble, that's the Glasgow Underground. Oh, was that? <laughs> that's direct route. <laughs> <laughs> Very exciting. But it's, it's quite good that we've got a straight play as well, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say straight play, it's not straight. It's very gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like straight, but not really straight. No, it's not, it's not straight in that way. But again, it's really, because I think women, I really like what we did with it as well. Because, mm. I mean, I, I directed it, and that was my first time directing Not in Uni, so I was like, what'd you do? <laughs> Hello. How'd you tell people how to do things? Yeah, because we had to audition other yeah. people. It was the first time we kind of reached we out and had yeah. other actors in it. Because yeah. normally everything is very, very self-contained. Yeah. Like, for Serial Killer Cabri, we all do about four or five parts in it. Like, you know, <laughs> um, like, when we did it last year, there was three numbers I did, like, back-to-back. And I was just like, keep going. I'm not yeah. changing. <laughs> just, just fluff, fluff. <laughs> and I'm changed. Okay, now I'm, like, yeah. X, Y, Z. The quickest of quick changes, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Quickest of quick changes. But I think yeah. it was nice to open up to, you know, people out there mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. are secretly into what we're into, <laughs> yeah. to our audience. And, it's yeah, quite validating, to be honest. Yeah. So there are people yeah. there who'd like to make that this kind nice. of yeah. show. Because you found a really good community when you were at the Fringe in 2018. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So we just had this idea to kind of reach out to uh, other companies that were bringing horror and like let's all just support each other. So I created this little hashtag called Spooks for Spooks, which I still see some people actually do things for. Yeah. And it's not as I'm like, look at that, it still goes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it was just to kind of get people connected. And not that we got to meet everybody, but we met we made some good connections and then I think other people actually ended up making some good connections in other places. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it was I think it was quite successful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to see how that kind of grows when we get to London because yeah. there are a lot of companies that I've kind of been yeah. been in touch with who have got shows on during the festival. Uh, so it'd just be you know, it'd be really nice to meet them and mm-hmm. see what everybody else is doing, the people who couldn't make it up to the fringe. Yeah. And I think as well like um so like especially the work with like Dance Macabre, like mm-hmm. we have now two years in a row judged their playwriting competition mm-hmm. yes. for them. 
um, or been on the panel. Um, so that's been really interesting as well, just to be like, cool, just send away your stuff and read yeah. what other people are, are up to and kind of producing. Because mm. it's such a kind of niche genre almost like nobody mm. really does genre plays and especially horror is like notoriously difficult to put on stage and oh, yeah. it's really interesting to see kind of the different ways people approach it as well because I think like we we go for an approach of like it's not horror's not supposed to mean you're not necessarily looking to scare people you're just out there to um kind of talk about what scares you or like talk about those kind of things that are uncomfortable and maybe taboo that you can't approach in a in another genre, I think, mm. and then like we have or we have serial killer cabaret, which is true crime essentially, but mm. camp is fucking <laughs> and it's getting camper and camper and camper and more camp it should. Yeah, and the camper it gets the better it gets. I found it's like I'm currently rhinestone in my Jack the Ripper costume. Yes, so I'm, so I'm gonna have like dis- disempowered organs though. Glittery and rhinestone, like. No way to see where you. What did you do um, with your first? Kids <laughs> <laughs> are quite clever, thanks. <laughs> and then I think, because I think when we did Pyre as well, it was more about what's real life that's like terrifying. What yeah. is it about living now that's terrifying? And I think that's where we landed on like being a woman in society. Yeah, but that's been one of the themes that's kind of come with back again and again yeah, because yeah, in yeah, Suppose There Was an Accident was very female-centric as well yeah. and with true horror, tr- like, uh, sorry, true crime, um, there are a lot of female fans of um, mm. true crime podcasts mm. and documentaries and it's it's really interesting to, to think about how... Um, how women connect with that kind of real life horror? Mm-hmm. It's I suppose because like um, like women and queer people are generally the victims of these kind of things. Mm-hmm. So it's it's quite in, empowering. I can you know as much as I love serial killer cabaret and it's camp and it's just fun. Really, is why we do it. But like you can look at it going like, well, you know, it's really empowering to go on stage and take the piss out of of these people because especially if I hate it when people turn around and go oh people who love true crime and they love talking about it it's really glorifying these crimes you go no we're just talking about it because it's fascinating and like mm. it's terrifying and it's empowering to then own that fear like the mm. more you learn the, yeah. you learn about it and the more you can talk about it then the smaller it becomes like those these men become and like these people who do these horrible things become and you're like oh well it's reclaiming it it's it is reclaiming it yeah, yeah. um so yeah, I do quite like going out and doing like a burlesque routine as Ed Keen. <laughs> as Ed Keen. Yeah. <laughs> as, you know, why not? You know? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's my brand feminism. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> and how has the response been with women coming to see your shows? Do you feel like that connects with them? Yeah. Or do you feel like it's more, it just empowers them on a level where they go away and they leave with it? Do you have people coming back to you and saying, oh, actually, thank you so much for addressing that? I did for Pyre. For Pyre during the Fringe last year, it was like a lot of the time the audience would come up and be like, wow, I just... Oh, oh. I mean, I don't remember anything they said because you're just kind of trying to like get out and get you're like, okay, thanks for watching. See you later. Yeah, like, there was there was someone who came up and was just like, thank you so much. I really needed to see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was great. But I don't think we've had that much for serial killer cabaret. No, 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 it's <laughs> just like, oh, this was fun. Yeah, you know? yeah. that was yeah. You get a lot of like, oh, you were really good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Like, um, there's yeah. more. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that was like, funny. Yeah. Like I think for a serial killer cabaret, it's just like um, 
the more you get people laughing, then yeah. that that's that's all the feedback you need, because um, yeah. it it's designed to be funny. Mm-hmm. So when people do laugh at it, it's great. <laughs> like, oh, thank God, that first laugh. You're like, oh, cool. We're at, like. Mm-hmm. We're, we're it's going to work. Yeah, it's going to work. It's, cause yeah. it's when you first come out, especially because just myself, I don't ever think of myself as particularly funny. So mm-hmm. trying to be funny, I mean, people laugh, I'm like, oh God, it's working. What did I do? <laughs> I'm magical. Yeah. <laughs> I have such power. I did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's always really nice when people laugh. <laughs> and you did the, I follow your Instagram, I love for it. Mm-hmm. And Thank so you. you did the women of horror and you did mm. the features and all yes. these different women in horror. And I was, I mean, as, as much as I enjoy horror, it's not it's not been something that I've studied extensively. Mm. But watching all of your posts, like the daily kind of new women, I was like, fuck, there are so many amazing women who yeah. are involved in horror. Who are your favourites? Oh. oh. <laughs> Physical shift. Um, oh, God. I'll start. Yeah, you Shirley Jackson. Yeah. Shirley Jackson, yeah. massive inspiration. Yes, yes. I suppose there was an accident. Yes. Was very much inspired by her short stories. Oh yeah. oh yeah. God, those short stories. Just even thinking about them, I'm like. And I've been oh. re- I've been rereading her uh, short stories, you know, ah. and oh, they're just great. You just you're in shock half the time. Yeah. And you're just like you can't move. And I'm like, I want to drop this book. <laughs> yeah. You're just like you're, you're reading it's about these so these housewives in oh, the yeah. late fifties, early sixties, um, and then just like weird stuff happens. Yeah. There's this yeah. there's this shift, um, and the supernatural elements, mm-hmm. or it's just sometimes it's something that's like they're being followed. Which is just so terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely love her work. Yeah. I love how domestic her work is. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. so kind of rooted in in real life situations, mm-hmm. which makes it because a lot of it is really ambiguous. Mm-hmm. It's like, is it supernatural? Is this just like the the tellings of a repressed fifties housewife? Who yeah. knows? Mm-hmm. Is this just actually her getting followed home? Which is a horrible like, thing that happens to most people. Like, yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah. And I think that with suppose as well, uh, when we d- we did the play, that comes through really well. Yeah. It? Like it's very ambiguous. It's like at the end of it, you don't know if what you just watched was just like a kitchen sink or if mm-hmm. it's, you know, a bit of a, like actual supernatural. And I really yeah. like that amb- ambiguity. I'm trying to think who my favourite is. <laughs> it's going to take a while. You have to sit there and think. Have, yeah, I made all those graphics for it, so I really should know, <laughs> should know who was in it. We had different kind of like categories for that. Yeah, yes, yes. yeah. So we had... We had, like, we had actresses, we, we had... Actresses. Um, kind of, we put all of ourselves in it, because yeah. why, yeah, why not? Yeah, we had... Uh, we had writers. Did we have comic book? Uh, oh, we, we did. did. We yeah. did a comic book comic one as well. Book. Yeah, yeah. yeah like on more stories, we did yeah. people. Uh, we did clean showers to graphic artists had, and stuff. Yeah, fellow oh, artists, actual artists as well. As well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That do kind of like horrors. There was so much yeah. actually that we ended up doing. Oh, I think probably, I'm a fan of all women in horror. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, it's true though. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah, I think mine is like it's probably the actors because. I am one, and that's who I like look <laughs> up to. But um, and it's hard not to see, not to put Gillian Anderson as my favorite. That's purely because <laughs> Gillian Anderson is a favorite person. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I think maybe it's like um, 
I would like the kind of like the pioneers like Vampire, Vampire, mm-hmm. um, and people like that, and um, Veronica Cartwright, who mm-hmm. is so underrated and has been in every mm-hmm. horror movie mm-hmm. that is important. Kind of, she was in the freaking boots when she was like eleven or something, yeah. and she's just been in. Can track that career now. She's just been in a one-off episode of um, the Children's Adventures of Sabrina, mm-hmm. and that was really nice. Like yeah. watching it, and like I was kind of watching the series, and I was like, get on the group chat. I was like, she's in it, she's in it. Look, 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 this episode. Oh, she's so good. Um, she yeah, really. and she's an alien. Like mm-hmm. everyone always talks about um, Sigourney Weaver and alien, and you're like, hello, there's another like fantastic mm-hmm. uh, female. Yes, she's not the lead, but you know, she's there. Yeah. <laughs> she's like when you're an actress and you do horror acting mm. do you feel like that's a genre that you stay in for a reason or do you think that these women just are drawn to those jobs what is it you think that like makes them keep popping up in the horror stuff oh that's I, interesting i think it's a mix i think it's yeah. definitely and you always get um it's more kind of character actor actresses who who get cast in these parts and it's really great horror is a great um genre for women particularly as actors because you can age into it. Like, mm-hmm. you can start off as, like, your little, like, your young scream. If you look at, um, for example, like, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Like, she, like, as Laurie Strode, she's, like, I think she's 21 or something in Halloween, um, like, but playing younger, and now she's she's still doing Halloween, and Laurie Strode is still as badass as yeah. she ever was. And because it's horror, and you don't have to be, a, you know a young, attractive, like, sexy little ingenue. Mm-hmm. And you can get some actual meaty... It, like, meaty parts, because the genre allows it. Um, you can go into those kind of darker themes and, you know, yeah, just explore them. And I think, yeah, you can definitely age into it, which I think helps a lot. And then, then yeah, you look at people like Veronica Cartwright, who, like, is gorgeous, but she's not conventionally beautiful. And she's a really great actress, so you're like... We're just going to give you like all these like, and you're good at screaming, so <laughs> you can like, scream. You have to scream. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like you have your exceptions, obviously, like Julian Anderson and like Sarah Paulson, because who have also, are my favorites. Yeah, who yeah. also have like commercial careers, but um, and I think as well, like the horror actresses are really good, yeah. or actually like. <laughs> deep because you yeah, yeah they're just yeah. good because like, it's more yeah. than just like I'm scared so I'm screaming because there has to be more of a deep psychological thing that's happening and they're able to actually get into that part of it rather obviously than just like, 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 like good horror movies yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. not just like kind of slashes and stuff like that yeah. but, but generally generally speaking I think yeah yeah you just get more interesting parts because you're not normally like the fucking love interest of the leading man you're like ugh boring so do you think in that way that horror as a genre is more representing like more like fair in its representation of women and it gives women more of a kind of platform to be more than just yeah the love interest I think so and I think recently um, there's been like this kind of um trend towards like and I've heard it called like mommy horror and I hate that term because it's really demeaning but like it's like kind of female led horror films and like they do tend to be mothers so you've got like Hereditary, Quiet Place, The Babadook Mm. which are all films even if you take the horror element out of it are all films about grief and what it's like to be a woman in the world um and then but they can do that because they've got like this kind of genre attached to it um but yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say. 
It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Uh, but yeah, I think. Yeah, as at the yeah, it's like yeah. I don't know. Someone else talk. <laughs> I completely lost the train of thought. I think because uh, it was I don't know. You said about mum, mum, mummy, mum. Mummy, I hear as a That sounds really weird. But it's like instead of just being like a one note kind of character, it's like the mum has so much more that she has to deal with in that, and then you're yeah. like, in the horror back into that, which is an even. And as well, because it's like, oh, what have you got to be scared of as a handsome white man? No. Yeah. In mm-hmm, the world. Sure. Yeah. But your life might get ruined so easily. Mm. Like, that's so scary. (laughs) That's so scary. Wow. Please get eaten by the monster. Oh, you are the monster. Ah. Ah, Makes makes so much sense. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, so me and May a while ago did uh, something on our YouTube channel called Rewatch and Retail. Uh, It was so inconsistent, but so so fun. It was so inconsistent. It's quite funny. (laughs) It's because we always decide, it's because we did it for American Horror Story, and American Horror Story always comes out in the autumn. And when we were doing it, it was like, we started out in fourth year. It were like, we shouldn't have done this. But we should have done this because it's fun. But then it got to the point where we were like, we really need to do a uni work. We can't just sit drinking wine and watching TV and editing it. And that's a lot of time. Because it takes so long yeah. to do as well. But there was, a, there was one that we watched in the later versions of our rewatch retail and it was a 1980s film called My Bloody Valentine it's mm-hmm. so good and it's so good <laughs> but we're watching it being like wow the man's the monster oh no <laughs> like, like genuinely just being like shock we never horror. would have guessed that he was killing people oh no <laughs> and I just think it's so funny because I think it is there's all these I think there's so many tropes but the tropes are there for good reason as well because he actually just makes sense a lot of the time mm-hmm. but oh I just rewatched that. It was so funny because you're generally just like, "Oh, I'm shocked. Oh, you have a bad family life. Wow, of course that led you to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, shame for you." Yeah. <laughs> I'm still so sad about who died in the end of that film. My friend, I thought thought my favorite people were gonna survive. Oh, was that the with the couple and no, then? Yeah. No, yeah. don't spoil anything. Spoil I, I was like, we're just like, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drop that. Is it worth watching though? Is it? I think it's actually it's a good laugh, yeah. and especially because I, because I have a terrible memory, I forgot <coughs> about anything that happened in the film until I was watching us watch it, and then I was like, oh yeah, because the prosthetics in it, yeah, like the, the practical, the practical effects, effects really are amazing, and that's half of what we talk about is like, look at the practical, look at the practical. Oh god, films aren't like this these days. <laughs> like, like, look at that so extended good. shot and that cadaver. <laughs> that looks like a real body. Like, <laughs> no, I can't tell you that because that's going to spoil something. But there's this bit that happens, and I was like. <laughs> Yes, look at the way that head is there. And it was just yeah. like, it was so good. But that's, yeah, my top tip for watching any horror movie is just, especially kind of slashery ones, just don't get attached to anyone. Mm. Yeah, no, no. It'll save yourself yeah. a lot of heartache. Because there was a, like, a good 10 minutes, I kept going like, oh man. Because it was like, oh, it's the last 15 minutes of the film. I thought that we were going to survive. I know. Oh man. But it was very sad. And so, do you find that like all these horror films in like kind of inform what you do with your theatre as well? Do you feel like you want to like draw in filmic mm. concepts with with theatre making, or do you tend to like use the kind of horror themes but do it in a much more theatrical and classical theatrical? I I, I feel like we steer away from the cinematic elements. Actually, yeah. I feel like what we want to do is play with the kind of liveness mm-hmm. um, of theatre. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The magic of theatre, yeah. Because I think what we found, because when we first came together in uni and we were trying to do a play for our production, 
uh, for the final kind of whatever at the end where we got assessing that kind of stuff in uni. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's a great it? way to kill theatre, assess it. I know. But <laughs> I think give yourself guidelines. Yeah, because what we found is that we really struggled to bring in the elements that we saw in horror theatre because we went to go see, which we were actually talking about more having coffee earlier, we went to see Picnic at Hanging Rock and we were like, okay, how can we take elements of that into what we're doing and try and make like the horror work for us on stage? But it's really... Really hard. It's really hard to do, especially when you've got no budget. Yeah. Um, a lot of kind of your effects and stuff, like lights and exit, like especially lighting is really important. And when you've got a tiny little black box here and like no budget, yeah. yeah. Um, it's nigh on impossible to do. Like it's not impossible. It's not impossible, but it's a lot harder to it's get the proper effect yeah. that you you really want yeah I mean if we had the budget to do what we wanted to do oh, oh man yeah. it'd be great yeah, it's so a, many more sequins everywhere I yeah. think <laughs> saying that we've done really well not to you know pat ourselves in there yeah, no, but I think we've it. done for a company who doesn't have that much of a budget most yeah. of the time I think we've done Quite well. Yeah. Um, like look at suppose yeah. like we did, yeah. we did shadow projection, shadow projection. Uh, with, <laughs> with like, like a garden light and a bed sheet. And, a bed a sheet. sheet. Yeah. Yeah. and I think because as well, and it worked. It worked. Yeah. Like duct tape to the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, we ripped off the paint in the ceiling. Don't tell yeah. the banshee. Oh god. <laughs> Magic <laughs> tell the Because <laughs> I think one of the practical effects that we really struggled with for suppose was the actual murdering because I was like I want her to stab him and then I was like but how do you do that so we tried to make a knife yeah. and blood packs and all this kind of stuff and it was just so hard it's like just strangle him that's it just yeah. strangle him that's the only way to do it I, yeah. I think that was one of the ways that we were able to get around some of these practical issues is try to use physical weirdness yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah completely I think it really it works I think even though it was like a straight play there was a lot of uh, physical kind of element to it which I think we were trying to take from when we did Pyre because mm-hmm. a lot of it is just like it's not physical theatre, but it's more interpreted in the physical than it is through a text, which I think we were trying to bring into Suppose as well. Mm-hmm. Which we could bring more into Suppose. We could do so much with it. It's just yeah. so much. Yeah. It's a great story. I mean, physicality in itself has some sense of, like, this comfort and horrificness. As soon as you, like, you move your so head, much, like, yeah, you like, tilt it to the side, people think you're a creep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes people uncomfortable, yeah. and I think that's nice if you play around with it. I think it's so <laughs> true, because if you think, like, body language is such a big part of mm. communication, mm. and, like, you do, you read it without even realising. Yeah. So it, do- it doesn't surprise me that that makes such a difference in horror, mm-hmm. because yeah. it is, like, you can take, you, like, mm-hmm. you get gut instincts, you know, you can see someone, yeah. you're like, <gasps> something's not right yeah but then you've got music as well on top of that mm, and yeah. music is like i feel like music is one of those ones that budget or no budget you can you oh, can yeah. get like yeah. good music when we did suppose somebody yeah. asked for uh if where they could get a link to the, the music soundtrack. to the yeah. soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> have we released the soundtrack <laughs> and it was just right. like um, no but we could <laughs> did we actually I made a playlist made for Pyre. I didn't do one oh. for uh, for Suppose. Because I've got the mixes for the, ma- the stuff that we matched there was, up. Yeah, there was it a was lot really of good. people that said the sound was great. Yeah, I remember when I first heard it and yeah. I was like, oh, that gives me so much joy. I re- it was really... It was, it was a good soundtrack. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I yeah. loved pulling it together. Did you I, did, I did the sound design on it as well, which... For me, I was like, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> but for me, I was like, how do you sound design something? I was like, songs. So you sent me a link to the soundtrack for Oxenfree. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, creepy vibes, yeah. <laughs> so I was like pulling that in, and then there's this, uh, there's this guy who creates free music called Kevin McLeod. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Kevin. And we're always like, yay, we, Kevin. We use, Kevin. we use Kevin's music in all of our <laughs> productions. Yeah. Because it, it's free to use, and he has really so great. many different like styles. Yeah. So he has like a couple of these um, like horror, spooky weird stuff so I was trying to like pull that and then we like layered a bunch of that and then I researched and found like all these like old adverts like women should be like this when they do this yeah. I was like pull that put chuck that on top and it was really it was fun to do yeah. but I say that about everything that I do I'm like it's fun to do <laughs> but yeah it was so cool to pull that all together it was sick on SoundCloud yeah, yeah, just pull them and then become SoundCloud famous. Absolutely. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I will make more fun sounds. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a hard thing in the arts, and it, I feel like it's really exciting that you've got such a like niche genre that you can like pull from, and it's so important for people to be able to see stuff. That it's exactly what you said. Like, mm-hmm. if people like maybe don't feel like they're fitting in, or they don't feel like they've got something, if they've got like horror as a genre like like goths emos all this and then people who just like love something a bit different mm-hmm. it's so exciting to have something that really speaks to you and it's amazing yeah. yeah. so fucking fund them alright yes please give us your money money please <laughs> horror in itself as a genre is oh, growing nowadays yeah, absolutely. Yeah. which is nice it's because the world's on fire the world's on fire something yeah. Yeah, exactly it's yeah. like um, it's one of the reasons I got yeah it's just like if you look at like we're, we're very first piece that we did um we were like right cool like what what's important to us okay like we're, we're all like female or, or queer um and that kind of oppression like really it's really important to us that that we kind of fight that and we talk about how it affects you and then we went right cool we're in edinburgh right and then let's look at edinburgh's past go oh edinburgh like has a really dark history like everybody knows that but it's like right like how does it treat its women pretty poorly mm-hmm. as you know a lot of places have so then mm-hmm. we we kind of took uh, a witch from like the 1600s then we had um kind of a woman from the 1800s and then we had like a fake and they were both real people and then we had mm-hmm. had um a kind of fake modern, play, modern representation, uh, representation yeah. um because purely because we didn't want to ha- have an actual woman because no, you know it's quite insensitive does it um and then yeah the whole point was like look at the real horror of being a woman nothing has really changed mm-hmm. the only reason like like we just don't get burned now we, just, we yeah. don't get burned yeah. we don't get burned as witches but you know we have not with XYZ. fire yeah. not with fire not with fire <laughs> yeah. just negative uh, yeah and I think that's that that kind of central kind of feeling of being oppressed or feeling not like a victim but like you know have been other and that is why women love horror, why uh, queer people love horror, why anyone who's a bit marginalised is like, oh, God, this is a genre for me because it, it celebrates monsters, it has monsters in it. It's like, it's all about being a bit strange. And it is, it's comforting. And it's, and it's really weird to feel like, I feel represented, represented by, like, <laughs> spooky things. But <laughs> it is what it is, you know? Yeah, it's so true. Uh, and, I, and I do, I think, I think that, like, um, runs through Suppose, it runs through uh, Pyre, um, and then to a certain extent, you could probably say like a bit. That is why 
I like to dress up as Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw that and in I, there. And I think it's, it's, it's why as well, like, so, like, last year for, for uh, Horror Fest, we did three versions of Zero Killer Cabaret. We did yeah, a, a femme fatale oh. version of it. And I really struggled with it because I felt like going, like... Because a lot of female serial killers, yeah. a lot of them are they they murder their own family and I'm mm. like that is an issue all of its own yeah. so I'm not going to touch it so like and then the majority like so I just did a lot of black widows so I was like you go girl like don't really yeah. go out and kill your, your husband <laughs> it is abhorrent and evil else. but you know but you have a, a almost I a kind you. of sympathy yeah. with yeah. some of them yeah. you're just like okay but I you you know you have been uh, horrifically abused throughout mm-hmm. your entire life mm-hmm. what's well, like and you're a woman in the 50s who has nothing else to do apart from push out babies and like collect your husband's life insurance that would drive me mad you know exactly. <laughs> do you know what I mean it's um, the cell block tangle it is yeah. every single one of us was fear fox yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah you're bored yeah, same yeah. he was popping his gum too much stab yeah. on yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. I that's it. also uh, one of the things that kind of comes up a lot with uh, with male serial killers as well um, they're kind of the, the way that they're the way that they struggle with their kind of gender, yeah, yeah. especially when they're younger, and there are a lot of like cross-dressing serial killers. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's yeah. a whole there's something there's, there's something there's something, there's something yeah. to unpack in there. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, definitely. It's really interesting. What have you kind of like found? Is there anything that you've found that you've kind of been like, oh, actually, and then you've like found yourself on like a little like rabbit hole of like studying these things. Well, when uh, when we first did serial killer cabaret, I mean, don't ask me because she's always down the rabbit hole. But <laughs> I <don't laughs> she doesn't come out of it. I am the rabbit. It is my hole. It is my hole. Because <laughs> uh, when we first did serial killer cabaret, because my I'm scared of everything. Like full disclosure, everything scares I give them me. Like that, yeah, but like I, I do like I like I like kids horror or like goosebumps. Like I'm just <laughs> such a baby. So for me, I just I, and I'm scared of my own home. Like I'm just a honestly pathetic creature. But uh, so when we first started doing <laughs> serial killer Cabri, made did she gave us homework and like okay look up these serial killers that you've got to do and I sat and watched uh, so BTK which Dennis, I've even I've never done and I sat and that watched was so it was a Den, it was Dennis, Dennis Raider mm-hmm. who broke it's into a- people's home and then he would like bind them up torch them yeah. and rape some of them then he'd kill them he did this like lots of families yeah. like the full family like even like the kids and stuff like this too mm-hmm. but I watched the court trial where he's like yeah and I did this and I did this and I wrapped this around her neck and I did this and this is what I did and he's just so like these are all the things that I did and I'm just going to tell you like this right now but I watched it and I was like mm. and then I found myself like honestly I think I nearly watched all of it and I was like what am I doing to myself <laughs> I'm not going to sleep <laughs> can't do this anymore and I had to turn it off <laughs> but yeah like I think you do yeah. find yourself getting fully absorbed into it because it's just think, it's so fascinating yeah, as well I think that's it I think even though it's scary it's mm. fascinating mm. and uh, you know don't want to go into the science and psychology of it all but that's <laughs> you like what do. makes them yeah what makes them tick why are you the way you are like mm-hmm. what so you when you're researching <laughs> when you're researching and you're like oh I need to find a new serial colour which is strange. there's a website called Murderpedia which is yeah, yeah. the Wikipedia of serial colours <laughs> and it is really really helpful yeah. and it's like god bless whoever <laughs> runs that website um, but that's really uh, I find myself on that a lot or like, um, but even like because I feel like uh, I'm very interested in true crime just then that's kind of uh, like my main 
Well, I, I don't know. I have got quite a, a broad um, knowledge, I think, on mm. kind of the supernatural and like horror and stuff like that. And I blame, wholly blame the way I was raised for that. Because like, I was <laughs> brought up on Stephen King and kind of mm-hmm. uh, was given... Well, literally, I remember being on a coat trip as like an 11-year-old kid and had... Everyone else had like Harry Potter and stuff like this. And like, I was like, just reading my book, oh, Megan, what's that? And I was like, it's a uh, 50 crimes that Ship Britain. <laughs> <laughs> or like, <laughs> like, on another occasion I got given, it was like the um, Encyclopedia of the Unexplained, <laughs> which is just a load of like cryptids. That's what I find yeah. myself yeah. In, a, in a rabbit hole on. Yeah. Cryptids and the occult. I think cryptids are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like Bigfoot and stuff. I'm like, oh, what if, what if yeah. it is out there? The unknown. Yeah, the like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm all I'm all for like a like a good fairy story or like, mm, yeah. mm-hmm. um, kind of gotten really uh, into the Bridgewater Triangle re- recently, mm-hmm. which is worth Google. That's, okay. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like this kind of place in Massachusetts, like kind of New England in America, that is rife with cult activity, cryptids, yeah. aliens, mm-hmm. it's fact, ghosts. <laughs> I love a good, good ghost story as well. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what I find myself in the rabbit hole of. Because yeah. I, yeah, I just want to meet Bigfoot. <laughs> I just want to meet Bigfoot. I just want to meet Bigfoot and be like, hi. You're so tall. You're so tall. <laughs> You're like such my time. <laughs> tall, hairy. <laughs> Boom. Marry me now. See you later, darling. <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> it explains a lot. <laughs> We listen to this and be like, "Wait, are you comparing me to Bigfoot?" <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not hairy enough to be Bigfoot. <laughs> no, but, but that's the dream. But that's why he's is a shivery pig, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, if Bigfoot comes along, you know, yeah, <laughs> goodbye now. <laughs> it's like when I was little. Like, do you ever like, you know, kind of like. Everyone has a preference between like vampires and werewolves. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a werewolf. Nah, I was Me too. Vampire. Vampire. I was a werewolf. Look at yeah. the 50 50 split yeah. vampires. But we were teen goths. We were teen goths. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was never a goth. You're very, yeah. I wanted yeah. to be a witch for sure. Like, it was, oh, yeah. It yeah. was witches mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm Well, witches is like, witch I think, don't know, as like sure. a woman, I think you always want to be a witch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you don't but the kind of witch where you could just be like, and like, yeah, like yeah. on Charmed, where she, yeah. you could just like, with your hand. Yeah, just go. Yeah, and you had like, what, Charmed and Sabrina and stuff Sabrina, like that. Sabrina, yeah. So, like, true, no one. And yeah. Harry Potter, no wonder we all. Yeah. 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 But then there is like a generation now of like, kind of women in their 20s to like, 30s who have gotten really into witchcraft. Mm. Oh, like, absolutely. And I think there's there's such good teen books like about mm. like women who are yeah. witches. Like, I'm mm. trying to like remember the name of the series that I read, but it was all about these women who were like in um, like this witch comprehensive school mm. and it was amazing. Yeah. I wish I could remember the name. Like the witch witch? <laughs> I, did I was going to say, I was like, was it the worst witch? It was, like, it was like after the worst witch. Okay. It was like, the worst witch was like my like, Early, like, mm-hmm. early yeah. school, and then I was reading these next. I'll name drop it later. But it's I think that's it. I wonder if that is what's caused this whole, or if it's because the world's in fucking like it's, it's on fire, it's on yeah, fire. Yeah. and you're all going, Hang on, we used to be so in touch with nature, we used to be in touch mm-hmm. with the world, in touch mm-hmm. with other people, and now we're feeling so at a loss mm-hmm. and unable able to control anything. Yeah, man, and we're now like. Well, go back to our roots, isn't it? It's just yeah. this is something that we used to really like bond and connect over. It's I don't know if any of you have listened to our Women of Fringe series, 
but we found ourselves a lot talking about women and covens and witches, mm. like having these yeah. kind of like the power and how the words like witch and coven were all have all been really like stigmatized. Mm. It feels like so that like I remember I was speaking to um a, a woman the other week and she was talking about how she was gonna make this documentary, Sedona name dropped. <laughs> and she's making this documentary about uh, covens and she said that everybody had laughed at her every time like she tried to bring up that this is what she was mm. like doing her final project on. Everyone was like um, covens, witches, and I was like, no, that is amazing, it's yeah, so important, really we need to reclaim the yeah. word, because at the end of the day, it's all about women having, like, that is our power, that is our, something that we've got that, that yeah. men don't have, yeah. and there are men who can be witches too, we'll not, like, totally disclude <laughs> them, but it's different, Yeah, and, and it's, it's a different power, the female power, and it, it is so different. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I've just got involved in this uh, project called The Coven Project, on Instagram, mm-hmm. and they do women's circles. Yes, they are the is, gals. It <laughs> is incredible, and it's like you just kind of go along. Did you go the other week? No, I, I was supposed to go this as well. Oh, I was Next one though. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I want yeah, to I, I, I want to come. I'll I'll see you there. Yeah. They're amazing women. They yeah. are. It's um, uh, Laura Caldwell and uh, Susie, uh, Susie Eggman and um, like Emily Robson and Leila Noble, and, like. Oh. That kind of like a little group. Superwoman. Absolutely, like just legends, sisters, amazing. Um, and like yeah, the, I, the last time I went to, uh, it was really, it was really lovely. Although I did get coffee spilt over us, like not it wasn't it was my own fault. I walked into someone, but it was I had like because uh, I wore I got like, this t shirt with like famous women on, and I'm like oh my it's special. <laughs> went along and then. Um, got coffee spot over us but it did colour half of them in the right colour so like Malala was like a, a right colour for once so it's just <laughs> a white Carlo. t-shirt Frida Carlo. <laughs> yeah but um yeah he's like have coffee tea and then he's chat and like yeah it's just like really it's uplifting and beautiful and mm. just would highly recommend mm-hmm. very empowering That's yeah really empowering well that is what we need in these wild mm-hmm. times yeah like I mean, I, I'm just exhausted just thinking about the. Oh, <laughs> I don't even look We're at it. We're giving it no more time. Much. It's not getting your time. It's I love that in times like that, art becomes the solace, and that's what mm. you create really exciting work with, like, like times of turbulence for mm-hmm. sure. And so that's exciting for me. I'm like, well, you know, it's all going to shit in a handbasket, but hell in a handbasket. It's all going to shit. Hell in a handbasket. But at least it remains good work with yeah. pittance, no money. That's not <sighs> It's always the way, though. There will never yeah. be enough money. I know. You know, we'll never have more funding until we enter another golden age and then we'll cycle out of it again, so, I suppose. But I always think as well, with if, you've, if you're working on, like, lower budgets, you're forced to be more creative. Oh, and it sounds like with, with your previous shows, although you've been, like, totally strapped, it sounds like because of that challenge, it's really forced you into, like, creating really interesting stuff mm-hmm. and being more playful with the things yeah, that happened. Yeah. Because I think, especially if you think about how we've done every show, when we first did higher in uni, we had TV screens and ladders yeah, and like yeah. all this fun stuff that was happening. It's like, okay, we don't have any of that. Now we shall use chalk. <laughs> <laughs> 
which <laughs> and dwarfs even better. Chuck and lipstick. Yeah, but it's like all we had. It was just just drawn chalk on the floor and smearing ourselves in lipstick. Because we did yeah. do, actually use fake blood once. Yeah. But you were oh, very stained by the end of the week. Oh my good lord, was I stained. <laughs> Just because she picked up the fake one, then was like slap right yeah. down the it face. Was, it looked oh, really cool, and so I clapped it, and it was it was fabulous. <laughs> but it was it just stayed. It, oh my god! And it like dyed my eyebrows pink. <laughs> I had to wait like so I had to have like cover them really really dark brown for like about six weeks. <laughs> Every time I thought I'd got rid of it, I was like. No, nope. they're still they're still pink. Um, yeah, I've got this great picture of me like on the bus because like I had I was supposed to, I played uh, Agnes Sampson who was a uh, like shaved bald uh, looking for the devil's mark and uh, <laughs> so to kind of but I was, well when we very first did oh, yeah. it I wore a wig yeah. that kind of looked a bit like my my natural hair and then like got kind of cut off and um, they're like well, you know can't afford. To to do this for a whole run and also like it was a bit funny and like it got yanked off my head and stuff like had my wig snatched and um <laughs> so, so we just ended up like I swore um I like, pink killed it and then I had like a, a bandana on um because it kind of looked more time appropriate as well uh so like I was on the bus with like no hair <laughs> like and just like a stained face like mm. um <laughs> with fake blood but by the, the kind of end of the run it like it was really drying my skin out so I had like and it was like October, so it was dry anyway. So I just had like patches that were redder than the other bits. <laughs> um, so I just looked like I had like leprosy or, <laughs> or you know, like half face or two face from Batman. Yeah. Getting that, wow. those vibes. But yeah, you're sitting on the bus, it's like, a single please. And they're like, just go on. I do. I have a great picture of you from, I think we must have seen something at the Banshee afterwards. And oh uh, we're standing, we? and we got, I know, and then we went, and there's a picture just the two of us standing there, but you hadn't taken anything off nope. your face, and you're in your normal clothes, like this blood-stained face, just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like It was before. the Rocky Horror quiz that oh, we dominated. Oh, that was it, yeah, yeah, we were tossed us. Yeah, 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 Gel like good yeah. so the consistency yeah, was really, great really, to use rather than like the and it really tasted quite nice as well. Yeah, because I was just putting all over my face. I think we did play around with making our own blood yeah. at some point, uh, but it's just for what we needed it and the amount that for we suppose, yeah. it was the like quantities the quanti- that we wanted. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Especially for suppose it, we think yeah. we weren't able to do it because I remember yeah. trying yeah. to make because we were trying to make blood packs. Yeah, yeah, it just wasn't working. Yeah, I remember feeling like very kind of DIY through most of these processes, and I remember having several conversations where it's just like okay so we can't realistically do this what can we do that symbolizes this thing that we want <laughs> to honest, do it's not for lack of attempt i mean i remember when we were trying to make the knife on the stand oh my goodness we were it was in so a funny megan's toilet yeah and i was like creating this fake knife that would hopefully squish blood out at, like at the right moment and i was like yeah it'll work and we just have like what two three videos of testing this knife and there was blood everywhere yeah. and she was properly going at it. I was like punching her chest, like being like ah, and the blood yeah. because it wouldn't go on you, it would just squirt into Everyone. the wall. It's like no, but we needed to break. On and you. we did think. Well, I was like, oh, I don't 
mind giving some to the audience, you know, but also sometimes that's like, a, oh, maybe not. Yeah. The and then it was like the whole, like, we tried to make non-staining blood. Yeah. Because yes. when we did it in yeah. French, I was doing a kid's show in the mornings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, guys, I cannot have a stained yeah. face this second. Yeah. If it was, if otherwise I would go for it, yeah. but I, like, I can't, I have to do this, the show and yeah. I, can't, I can't have a red face um, and there's not enough foundation to yeah. cover that no no um, that's where we landed on the lipstick on the lipstick yeah because yeah. it would come off a bit easier and I just yeah, know what it, it was did. a really cool effect especially the way that we'd set it up where it was part of the ritualistic like, part of the beginning part, of the yeah, show you know, yeah. yeah female presentation of a lipstick mm. yeah. but every time because we did <laughs> the thing with the lipstick is we did it because we have in a pyre we have like this like triangle formation and we always come back to this triangle formation mm. so when we did the start where we were doing the lipstick staining on ourselves did you have the lipstick first? yeah so yeah. me would have the lipstick first oh, and she's no. like painting her whole face so by the time I got the lipstick at the end I was like god damn yeah, it <laughs> like trying yeah. to be like oh yeah because I I had to have it like on half of my face, and then I think Gillian had it on her neck. And, and I had it like had coming down my mouth. Like, one me- I remember, a day. Yeah, yeah, one time when it was, it was like super serious, we're like really doing we're, like our best serious acting. <laughs> and I'm painting this lipstick on my face, and it just went bloop, yeah. like snap. And I was like, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, did you just did you stick your finger? In I think it I, yeah, like, I think yeah, I just like smeared the rest of it and yeah. then like handed what was left <laughs> to Megan like good luck. <laughs> and I'm just like life theater, huh? <laughs> working. Oh god, I yeah. Think, I don't know. I think I like and somehow I prefer being low budget. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. an extent, because it does make you be more creative yeah, and yeah, think more we, about what you can we do. We play. We think more about the meaning of things as mm-hmm. well instead of just going. Oh, we can do this. That's great. Because we can. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, one of the parts that I like the most. Yeah. And just coming together as a company, being like, right, what will this mean? We can only have this on stage because it means something. It's not because. Or like we've got know, nowhere to store it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. for doing a suppose. We got this armchair, oh, and best armchair. it was the best armchair. We got it for free, didn't we? We got it for free. We well, went into tree, 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 tree gum, not tree gum, gum tree, gum tree. <laughs> <laughs> we went to this, tree gum. This happens a lot to me. Okay, I switch things around. It's fine. Um, so yeah, we went into gum tree, and we were looking for armchair for it days I think it was a days few and days. days and then I finally got in contact with this really cool cute old couple who were moving house and we're like we just want rid of it and I was like right I can come pick it up and they were like okay but we're moving today and I was like okay I'll come pick it up today where are you they were in Portobello we were in Leith and I was like I'll do it that's fine so I had to like get a taxi down and they were amazing I was like oh I can give you like money that's fine and they were like, no, no, just take it. And we were like, don't fan. It was in great... Uh, oh, really good. Uh, what do you call it? Condition. What's the word? Condition. It's Thank really you. comfy. So really good comfy. condition. It's comfy. And it had, like, arm... The armrest had, like, covers, which we turned into... into pockets. We sawed them into and made pockets out of it to keep things. And it was just the yeah. best. So Where is that chair now? It's in my bedroom. It's yeah. it's yeah. On its side, because I have no space for it. Megan's so house has room. become, like, oh, Nevermore's prop storage. I do. Like, I've, got, I've got bags from like every show that we do. I also have when I did a teen nuisance with Foxfire I've got that costume and props as well I always end up with everything shout out to Foxfire Foxfire yes. Foxfire another fabulous female led company yeah. amazing girls um, 
Well, yeah. it's like when we, we did a project in uni in like third year. I want to say, uh, where we needed a bath. <gasps> oh my god! So like, we, have, we have a bit of a history of salvaging, getting, yeah. getting around well, shit for free. I think oh. we decided. To, are you okay? I remember yeah. trans carrying that bath yeah. from somewhere and leave. So, so what happened? Oh, what ha- happened was we talked about getting a bath because me and May co-directed this one, and we talked about getting a bath because we liked like the symbol of the bath and because this model we were doing was a response to a play so we oh, were just doing the one kid so and then oh, not getting into the conversation we had at the lectures afterwards where it was like was this narrative or post narrative and we were like what does that mean those <laughs> questions like that but um so we talked about because um uh, Blanche always goes to the bath when she was feeling like overwhelmed or she was getting stressed or she was feeling like she was kind of losing herself she goes to the bath so we felt like the bath was really important but we wanted an actual bath so I don't know why, but one night I decided to walk up. I don't know where I was, and I decided to walk up Easter Road to come home. And you, I just passed. You awesome. met me at the bus stop at Easter Road because you were walking. You were walking your dog. Was I? Yeah. And then we walked by, and we're just like, "Oh, there's a bath." And then were I you think, with me? Yeah, I was oh, with I you. And then I think, who I was with. And then I think later you two kind of went back, and we're just like, yeah. "Hey, can we have the bath?" And yes. then, and then because they were redoing their bathroom, yeah. so they had a bath outside and a toilet, and we went, "You can have the toilet as well." And we're like, "We don't need the toilet." <laughs> 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 then we have to your toilet. <laughs> so like, thanks for the offer, but we'll be alright. Thanks, but no thanks. I remember just like carrying this bath it's between, so and we're like. Barely five foot between, we're like... <laughs> no, it's like, it's like the Choco Brothers, but worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it was really... But then, because that... I want to reuse that bath. I know, I've still, I've still, still got the I really just want to do a photo shoot with it, like, filled with blood. Yes, that is the one And I'll be my new head shop. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah. But it was, it was really good in the bath. It really worked for what we've got. And we got... Um, uh, there was a girl from our uni called Kate Davidson, who's great. Shout out Kate Davidson. And she was our stage manager at the time, and she painted the outside of the bath this beautiful pink. Is it millennial? It was a bit oh, yes, yeah. it was like that pink, and it was so, it was so, and I love that bath, and it's in my mum's storage unit. And she's like, "Wait, did you take I it? I did not take it. I was oh. gonna use it for <laughs> I uh, keep another to ask production, you. Yeah. but uh, we didn't have time to go pick it up. So oh, that's right, because I keep yeah. forgetting to ask you if you actually took it. No, I never. Oh, yeah. never mind. I, I could if I wanted. To I want to fill it with blood and do like a whole like Madame yeah. Bathory. Yes, yeah. that is the. And then all like all like there's like the whole play, you know, like in in spoiler alert for Saw. If anyone hasn't seen the masterpiece that is Saw. <laughs> Um, like there's a body in a bathroom the whole time and yeah. then it gets up at the end <gasps> and what I'd love to do is just like the easiest acting job ever just be in the bath the whole time because <laughs> it's filled with water, uh, blood and then the end jump scare you just go Bleh! <laughs> and then that's it I don't, I don't know why I acted it out you can all imagine <laughs> you can't, can't see any of this yeah I can't see any of it but I've just acted out uh, jumping out the bath um, would you want to do like immersive theatre as well yes do you feel like you would want to like develop <laughs> yeah, no, I, yes <laughs> You can stop right there. I think <laughs> I, we like immersive theatre. Yeah. I think it's a, it's, it's, it's it different. Thing. It's different from you know a normal theatre when you're just a spectator and you're just like, this is happening in front of me. That's and like, when it's mm, done well, it's yeah. really it's yeah. The problem with doing it really well. We want to do the Madame Violet vampire sex party in the vaults. Don't yes. We? yes. Yeah, so yeah. in our in our research for the OG Pyre, where we're looking at like all these historical women in uh, Edinburgh, we came across this uh, character of Madame Violet, who is this kind of, uh, she was a medium, wasn't she? 
Or she she like she's low key in the medium. a fake person. Yeah, <laughs> but because yeah, because it's just like low key, she's fake. But she's written about as if she's a real. Yeah, yeah. but then there's this letter that apparently she'd written, admitting to all these like crimes where she'd uh, drank the blood of some like minister's son, because there was this this minister's son who had died, and it turned out that he joined her. Um, it's not. It wasn't like yeah, a, yeah. So she was like she was kind of like a farmer's then? wife, and then her husband died. Hive, her hive. Mm-hmm. And she had like about five thousand children, and then like she's like right, I'm gonna go, and she just disappeared, and then kind of reinvented herself in Edinburgh as this clairvoyant, seancey woman, and then mm. kind of a master cult following, mm. and then like they would start like drinking each other's blood and stuff. Yeah. I was like, that's hot. And then... <laughs> that's hot. And people would just, like, give her money and, like, yeah. and then she'd send money home and stuff like this. But, she, like, she never kind of went back to her children. Uh, and then, yeah, and then, like, some, like, minister's son died f- from a bloodletting incident. Oh, yeah, that was it. Um, and then they're like, right, well, we're going to come after you now. But then... You messed with the wrong people. <laughs> and then they kind of busted it and then... But she went to, like... Yeah, and then she escaped. Galashields? Yeah, and she just like lived out the rest of her days in Galashields. She was very old, but then apparently she'd written this letter confessing to these crimes. To and kill her husband. To, oh, to kill her husband as well. And then at the end being like, I'm not sorry. Isn't that cool? But that's one of her favourite things. But then apparently the letter was actually on display somewhere. In the, like, in, in Edinburgh Union. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's just like a different, like, it's just... A letter, and they've just attributed it to this like urban legend. I love that. I wish it was real. This is like the picnic at Hanging Rock thing all over again. We yeah. think it's real, um, but I love yeah. So, so we really want to do yeah. A show that is like an immersive, like essentially a séance. That then we don't know what will happen, but we just want to do something with Madame Violet because she just keeps popping up and she's she's just cool and she's kind of become like we're like little parent. Yeah. <laughs> and like like just just the phrase, I am not sorry, yeah. like. So they, ah, it was that okay. phrase, no. even when we changed Pyre, it was that phrase we, we kept coming in. back to yeah, with all time. these women from like Agnes to Jessie to this like new like yeah. modern woman that created like that was their well I'm not sorry for who I am, like mm. this is just me and my life, like I think it was also it. the title of Pyre for a while. It was like, yeah. that's what oh, we were yeah, gonna call it for a while. Right. Not sorry, yeah. Cause it just kind of it was it encompassed what, everything yeah, that we yeah, felt about yeah, it was what we wanted. And I think yeah, we feel like as individuals as a company just like we're here we're not sorry about it and that's exactly kind of that's something that we think with persistent nasty as well and we always like to with our podcast we always ask people when you hear persistent and nasty what does that make you feel i mean we've already kind of said that i'm not sorry because i feel like for me that i'm not sorry is a huge one Mm -hmm. but like anyone else like to volunteer like what when you hear persistent and nasty those words i think it's words that are i guess used to describe women in a like derogatory way Mm -hmm. but this isn't being done in a derogatory way at all do you know what i mean it's like it's how you like claiming that yeah Yeah. it's like yeah i'm persistent and nasty like sure that doesn't hurt me it straight reminds us of uh, what trump said about hillary clinton yeah she's a nasty woman yeah. Like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Don't be a nasty one. I'll be nasty. I'll be nasty. And I'll be nasty. I'll be nasty. It just makes me think that that's, that's what I mean. You're nasty. nasty. <laughs> I mean, that is a total generational oh, thing. Yes. Yes. I it's, love that. It's wonderful to podcast with you ladies because usually <laughs> when we're podcasting, me, me Elaine, and Louise, uh, they'll make some reference and I'll be like, hee hee, I'm too young. <laughs> <laughs> so for our younger listeners, 
That's for you out there. You nasty. <laughs> but there's another show with the girls clairvoyant, like... That's true. Yeah. So and, you know. that was like and um, like a childhood thing for me. That was my that's so raven. She was an absolute queen icon. Yes. Yeah. And yes. even today she's an icon. God bless yeah. her. Yeah. Wherever she is now, what's she up to? She's on is the she top. Oh, she was on the view for a while and I don't think she's on the view anymore. And then well, she did sister. That's the Raven came it. back, isn't it? Raven's house. Where Raven and Chelsea are both divorced mothers of two. Yeah. And move into together as yes. best friendship to raise their children. Yeah. I feel in love. And one of the children, spoiler alert, has the vision as well. <gasps> Shut oh. up. <laughs> Wait, hang on. I thought I skipped a generation though. Well, I thought because it's her a mom, grandma yeah. or something, isn't it? Plot holes. Uh, well, <laughs> I've not really seen every episode. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> She's got that on like box set. Yeah, I'm obsessed. <laughs> well, we're going to need to wrap up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, can take our biscuits to go. So, <laughs> the rest doesn't end here. Thank you so much for today's chat with the spooks of nevermore theater if you're going to be around london on the 15th of october and you fancy seeing some serial killers kicking their height you can book your tickets at pleasance.co.uk i'll put the link in the comments and for a terrifyingly good discount you can use code stay spooky at the checkout thank you so much for listening and until next time stay nasty